Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hello again, folks. Welcome to another episode of the MBA Jam. This is your host and founder, Avinash. Now, as you guys know, in, in my past episodes, I've had a lot of guests who have done MBA a few years ago. Uh, some of them have even done MBA almost a decade before they have come onto the show. But today is different. Today I have someone who has finished, his, finished her MBA this year. Yes, in 2017. So we're going to get a much fresher perspective from someone who brings in some new energy for us. Uh, today we're speaking to Ritu Srivastava. Ritu has finished her MBA from Coventry University, London. So Ritu, usually what I do is I give a long intro about my guests to describe what they have done since their MBA. But since you've mm-hmm. finished it so recently, I'm going to skip that and I'm just going to you know, ask you to, to describe your journey, how it has been before, during and after your MBA. So Ritu, mm-hmm. officially welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much. <laughs> no problem at all. So Ritu, how, how would you like to begin describing your journey? So what were you doing before your MBA? And, you know, yeah, uh, let's start there. What were you doing before your MBA? So I was completing my bachelor's in business management uh, in India before I completed my MBA. And um, actually my journey began in my second year where I I sort of saw a lot of people getting into these, you know, coaching centers and starting their, um, you know, coaching for MBA, com- the competitive exams. Mm-hmm. And that sort of got me into the whole, you know, um, uh, sort of the, uh, the rut of attending the coaching classes every weekend and then going to university uh, on weekdays and that sort of thing. Uh, but I didn't really take it as seriously the first year because I didn't really know what it took to, um, you know, really get through that, that sort of uh, examination. And then when I, you know, uh, when I gave my first exam, I was like pretty disappointed with the sort of results I got because uh, the way these papers are marked is if you give a if you give a right answer you get marks but if you give a wrong answer there's negative marking mm-hmm. and um, yeah so y- you can get really b- uh, bad marks when you uh, you know give one correct mark and let's say uh, one correct answer and four incorrect answers. So, so the first year took me to understand what sort of pattern it really was and what I really required. And um, that was, that was uh, yeah, so that was my second year of BBM. Mm. Uh, then and where was, where was readers, this? Um, this was um, oh, this? probably because I might know. So it turns out Ritu and I uh, are from the same uh, city in India, from Bangalore. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> where were you doing your BBM from? Oh, okay. So I completed my BBM from uh, CMS, so that's Jane University. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, have you heard of it, Abhinash? I, to be honest, is very fuzzy. I've done I've done engineering. So if you would have told me any engineering university, I probably would have. Uh, I I know of Jane because that's where I did my postgraduate. Not postgraduate. PUC from. <laughs> no. So I oh, have an out of CMS. I'm talking about Jane University. Oh, you're talking about Jane. Is, is it called differently now? 
Yeah, so it's, I think you wouldn't know about this because this is more management and, you know, that side of it. Ah, but yeah, so fair enough, cool. The same umbrella, so it turns out we're also J-Knights. Yeah, <laughs> it's turning into a smaller world. Cool, so so you were doing a BBM um, and then the yeah. second year you started, um, you know, attending the MBA classes. Did you, did you have something specific um, in mind uh, as to what you wanted to get out of the MBA or, you know, is it one of those things where you're in India and, you know, almost, um, it, it almost feels like um, a, a good postgraduate degree to consider? <laughs> well, um, the thing is, I always knew I wanted to do an MBA. It was almost like the minimum, um, you know, the minimum I had set for my education. Mm. I didn't have any pressure from anyone, but this is just what I wanted to do. And um, when I when I got into it, uh, it was quite challenging because, um, yeah, because of the whole, uh, because there's a lot of competition there. And uh, because of that, they have very strict, um, you know, uh, strict ways of correcting the paper. So, yeah. Um, mm. so, so my second year went into understanding the whole system, which was good. I am glad I started early and for anyone who's listening to this, I would suggest that you, if, if there's anything you want to get into, it's always best to, you know, just get your hands in there and just to, you know, start understanding what it takes and what it really is. Because at some point you might realize that you don't want to do it. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I actually found myself in that spot because I, that was in my, the, the second year that I was trying. So that was in my third year of PBM, but I, I studied a lot. I used to attend all these classes and I used to attend all these extra coaching classes just to make sure. And I think I put myself through a lot of pressure in my third year of PBM. And I had already a lot of things going on, like uh, my university and my exams. And I put this extra pressure on myself. Um, it was uh, somehow it did. It turned out to be good. But again, um, all my results were just, you know, um, less by a few marks, mm. which sort of got me thinking what to do next. What 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 um, what preparation was this? Or what examination was this? Was this a GMAT or was it like something else? Uh, not GMAT. So this was CAT. This was uh, CAT. Okay. Yeah. So this was CAT and Maths, NAP, ZAT. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are quite a lot in India. CAT was yeah, bad. I did very badly in my CAT. Was. <laughs> you you gave cat? I gave cat. Yes, I did terribly. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's it's good that I missed, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, what What do you think? Was it a good thing that it missed? Because then yes, you would have I mean, this opportunity, right? Yeah, exactly. Looking back, I'm really happy that that I did not do really well in a cat because I I I feel it's not fair as well. I think cat uh, is is very focused on little too focused on mathematical skills and engineering that it almost becomes unfair to to anybody doing anything else besides engineering. <laughs> Yeah, high five on that. I feel the same thing. It was, it, it was just too pressurizing for someone who comes from a non-mathematical background. Uh, plus, um, it's it's actually supposed to be a business degree, so it makes sense if you've um, studied business and marketing, and then you've studied business and marketing again, and then you do your MBA, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I had, 
all my engineering friends telling me that they are getting into these MBA colleges, and I was just like, um, hello, what about me? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And and the thing is, you know, it it doesn't even allow you to bring in different perspectives because if I don't know, that's my personal view. I think I think if only engineers end up in in MBA universities then you have no different perspective then you might as well just bring business studies into engineering rather than you know have a separate degree for it so I just didn't like the concept yeah but looking back I'm really happy (laughs) yeah no I can I actually agree with you on that because um obviously there there needs to be some sort of diversity in Mm. in thinking and every course brings uh brings their own you know thinking style uh, and I've seen that that difference, you know, when I work with um, I work with the, uh, this group of guys on this app, and I saw that the sort of thinking that I had and the sort of thinking that they had, and they were running the business, and I was just there helping them out. Um, it was very different. Um, mm. I knew more in terms of the business, and you know, it, it there's there's a sort of perspective that uh, business study students have that engineers don't have you know their way sort of fixed in a certain way yes <laughs> yes not no, a bad I completely way. no I, I completely agree I've, I've done engineering and and my wife has done engineering but she is in no way she, she can call herself an engineer <laughs> I mean she, she's very she, she, she should have done something other than engineering because her skill sets are largely she's excellent at marketing um, so even when we have discussions on projects that we work on it's, it's really good because we bring in different perspectives I bring in perspective of you know how to get things built and maybe a more more quantitative and she brings in the the emotional aspect so yeah it's, it's I, I completely agree you you need you need people from different perspectives um, to to, yeah. to work on anything sorry I interrupted you very rudely <laughs> so so you said uh, <laughs> so yeah. you said in the third year or, or second year of preparation, that's when you're preparing. And I believe BBM is three years, right? So uh, yes. in the third year, so that's when it, sometimes it almost becomes like a do or die situation in terms of these kind of exam preparations, right? Because then you're like, oh shit, I, I have to I have to do well in these examinations. Otherwise, I don't have, like, otherwise I have to take like a gap year or something. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. And <clears throat> I did happen to take, <clears throat> Sorry, that gap year, and um, it, it it was amazing. I am so glad I took that gap, gap year because um, it gave me enough time to, you know, you know, find peace mm. in my head. Yeah. Because in all that chaos, I was done. I had I I almost started questioning my myself. You know, like if I'm good enough. I, I was just doubting myself because these results uh, ended up. Uh, defining me as a person that's not a good thing to do by the way <laughs> um you would go through these things and they may not turn out for you even though you've put in your everything in it but it's it's only because something better has to work for you and the best part about this whole journey is that even though i took that one year break i am still graduating the same time when everybody else who you know mm-hmm. did not take a break uh, started the MBA. Yeah, that's that's so, a really good advice. You know that you to have that attitude is really good, um, especially when you're getting started off in your career. Because, and and trust me, I I agree with you. It it could be one of your best decisions that you will look 
back and and you will um, understand that like like looking back i wish i would have taken some time off um you know because yeah. otherwise it's like you run and you you keep running especially if you yeah. come from india there's there's a high you know expectation on performance and i've been running and and now looking mm-hmm. back i wish i would have just taken a break and and tried to explore more about what i want to do uh, so yeah good for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool so how, yeah. so you took the gap year and what were you doing in that gap year what 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 were you focusing on in terms of the preparation like how did you at what point did you even decide uh, or take a chance of going for mba outside india um so during that gap year is when most of my uh, third year res- uh, third years uh, mba results started coming mm. so i I was actually I, I wanted to take my mind off it because somewhere I just I just didn't want to deal with it at that point. So I started um working and um I worked uh in I worked with my dad for some time part time and then I worked with um this fitness app for a while. And um during that year and because my parents saw the kind of effort I put in and the sort of um, you know the sort of torture i put myself through <laughs> they uh they said you know what ritu there's this um education fair of sorts happening why don't you go and check it out mm. and i was like yeah like that's going to happen <laughs> so i went and i thought okay since i have to be in this um uh you know in this sort of dreamland of doing something uh beyond what i thought i would do Let me just go and check out New Zealand. Cool. So I okay. actually, yeah. So I went to the the the, the spot where uh, all the universities from New Zealand were. And um, the thing is, when I was entering, they told me they asked me if I had any work experience, and I didn't. And I was, and that's when I was like, okay, so this is really not happening. So I mean, there's no point. But let me check it out anyhow. And uh, then I came across my university there. And you when I came across university. It, Yes. So okay. when I came across Coventry University and I knew that I wasn't even going to apply anywhere else. I was so confident about um you know completing my MBA from here. Nice. Nice. So so what did you what did you like about what you saw at Coventry? Was it the conversations with the staff or did they bring in like alumni or you know yeah what what did you specifically like about it? I think um all the universities that were there were selling an MSc and i was very specific about completing my mba so this is one thing that uh was very important to me that the university sort of uh you know fit in mm. the second thing is the location was right in the heart of london whereas every other university was um in um in some in some corner 2 hours away from london and that sort of thing So I decided that I would go for this because it had an amazing location and it had uh the CIM accreditation mm. which I have which I was sort of looking forward to uh study because I had the same at my undergraduate course uh as a dual degree so that's where my university fit in so that's when I decided I'll go for this one Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was a really good point you you made about the fact that this university is is in the heart of London, um, because mm-hmm. you know that that is so important. Because even now, 
when, when I go back to India and, and even now when people tell me, hey, do you know these people live in London? And when I ask them where and they, they tell me something like 40, <laughs> 40, 50 miles outside London, like just because it's around London or somewhere in the UK, it doesn't make it London. And exactly. the same thing happens with universities as well. They, they'll say London, but they might be like, you know, uh, near Stansted Airport or something. <laughs> that's just oh, like okay. really outside London in, in a more strict sense. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. I agree because the opportunities really open up a lot. Like I, I did at Imperial College and that was London again. Um, mm-hmm. And I can really see that it's... It, it helps so much. I think I think you might um, have experienced that, that even going to events or learning more or, you know, interacting or networking with people, it becomes so much easier. Otherwise, you get trapped yes. in a cocoon uh, which in, in that university without getting any outside perspective. Yeah, I, I actually very, very, very strongly agree with you on that. Um, in fact, there are three things that are, I think are very important when you are completing your MBA. One of them is definitely location, uh, because luckily, because my university was right in the heart of London, I was able to actually go to all these networking events, which were just around the corner. I could literally just, you know, walk to them. They were that close to me. So even after my classes ended at 6.30, sometimes 7, I used to be able to make it to these networking events just in time. So that's a good point that you made. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think considering the fact that uh, I think I think you're in marketing, so a lot of digital marketing comes into place, and especially with all the startups um, around where your university is, Old Street is really close um, and shortage. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it makes a lot of sense. Cool, great. So yeah, you you went to the you went to the fair. Um, you saw commentary and you you, you really loved uh, what what you heard. How did you go about from there? What kind of preparation did you do to actually get into the university? Uh, so firstly, when I came across this, um, there were these uh, visa uh, requirements that I had to meet that I didn't know of. So. Mm. Even though I went there and I loved the university and I wanted to join in April, I couldn't do that because it was um, it was way less time to, you know, meet any of the <clears throat> requirements by the visa. I see. And so when then, was this? When did you come across them? This was last year. Um, what so month? Because it's, if it's April, I'm trying to see. Yeah, I think it was Feb. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's quite close. Yeah. Feb or March, one of them. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was fair actually, because it took me some time to apply to the uni- university and, you know, with the whole um, um, statement of purpose and mm. all of that, submitting that and then getting selected by the uni- university took me a while. And then after that, I had to meet the requirements. And uh, for anyone who is, um, you know, looking to, uh, study abroad if you happen to go to some you know uh, if you happen to go to three uh, through these agents they generally provide you with a checklist and they guide you through the whole process so you don't have to worry about anything you just have to you know ask them for whatever doubts you have here and there i went through idp and uh, this one's in I, I know it's in bangalore it's got about two to three ba- branches in bangalore now I don't know if it's anywhere else, but uh, they were very good. They were very, um, they, they, they just made everything so easy. It, it made me feel like I'm just, you know, going on a trip to uh, 
you know, Hyderabad or something like that. It, it, they made it so easy. Cool. That's that's really good. So, so did you actually manage to come here in April? No, I no. <laughs> had to go through the September interview because oh, okay. I had to meet all my visa requirements. Yeah, fair enough. What kind of examination does Coventry require? Is it yeah? Is it GMAT or what is it? It's IELTS actually. Um, okay. Either you need to have an IELTS score or you need to have a seventy percent and above in your twelfth or pre-university, whichever you know, that you've completed. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so between Feb uh, and and September, how did you spend your time? Um, preparing to to come into university did you do did you study something specifically before you came in or did you just like chill out <laughs> um well luckily for me i had uh, um i had scores like i had i had scored a first class in my um you know school and university and pre-university so i was okay but i think for the students who did not score first class they probably had to uh, give, give it, uh, give it, you know, something more than a statement of purpose, which I'm not sure of, but mm. there was something like that. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So, so you came to London uh, in September 2016, yeah. and I'm I'm reading your LinkedIn profile, and it looks like you're part of something or the other <laughs> uh, since you've come <laughs> to London. Like I think I think you were part of this Teenage Cancer Trust uh, right from September to December. Uh, that that's almost as as soon as you landed, and you've always been a part of something. So, how how did that happen that quickly? How come how come you got yourself immersed in in some real projects that quickly? Um. So when the thing is about these about these universities here that they have all these intakes every three months so they don't really wait for the next academic year to begin to you know start their activities they are ongoing and because they are ongoing you the second you land there you already have 10 things you can be a part of and be actively involved so i so this synergy was happening um in september and there were posters everywhere and um i got myself involved in it <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's really great. That's really inspiring to see. Um, was this the first time you were uh, living outside India? Yes, this is not just the first time I was living uh, outside India, but also the first time I ever, you know, live. Uh, it was the first time I was living all by myself <laughs> and, uh, you know, away from my friends. I had, I, I don't even remember when was the last time I went on a field trip because it was like way back in school. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know that that's that's why my question uh, was was kind of like almost a surprise tone because when I came here, I remember I came here in oh, September, October twenty ten, and there's no way I I didn't do anything for four or five months. I just spent my time going to pubs and drinking. Like suddenly, there was so much more freedom that that I had never experienced before. I'm looking back. Yeah, I, I was stupid in some ways. But yeah, that that's what I was really intrigued. You know, how come you got your remorse? Like maybe I was too lazy. I just didn't do anything for months. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice to enjoy London for you know these amazing pubs and bars that it has. Yeah, I think it's okay if somebody comes here and chills for the first few months. It's all right. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that that's really that's really good to see. So, so you you came here, you got your swimmers, you started your MBA, and and you must be going through a, a lot of hectic courses. And Coventry is it is it a one year MBA? It is right. Yes, it is. Uh, just a one year MBA. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah no my wife my wife keeps saying the same she loved her time at imperial she also did her mba uh, from imperial same same university as i did um oh. and she keeps missing it a lot I, I don't miss it that much i i i, I was dying mm-hmm. to go back into work uh, environment uh, but yeah she she misses it and cc has similar emotions as you that shit it's over <laughs> mm-hmm. so you must have uh, started working and then you went for the mba right Yes, yes, exactly. So when I, I when I finished my engineering, I worked in Bosch, um, which which was actually in Kormangla, um in in Bangalore, right opposite Forum Mall. <laughs> um, so I started working yeah. there. I worked there for about three and a half years before I came here. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's why I was very very keen. Like I got bored of, of not working. <laughs> yeah, actually, this is the reason why I wanted to complete my MBA immediately after my undergraduation because I know that I do not have the patience to work and then go back to studies. It's it's just something I knew I cannot do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's why you know looking back um different different schools of thought. I've had I've had many guests come onto the show and even the perspectives are quite varied. Some of them mm-hmm. who did MBA really soon said they should have waited. Some of them who did really late said they should have done it sooner. <laughs> so I think I think it's it comes down to each individual's um perspective. Cool. So you came here, you, you started the MBA um, and then, like I mentioned, you've been involved in a few uh, projects, you know, over this one year as well. So what did you discover uh, during your beginning of this MBA journey? How did your mind shift, sorry, mindset evolve over time? Can you just talk through that? Yeah, I think um, I, I learned quite a lot, you know, consciously and subconsciously and um, what's most important is um, you know it's when you're on your own and you're going through this whole process of doing everything like you you have to manage everything right because you have to cook your own food you have to um, you know uh, study uh, for your uh, I mean you have to write your own papers and, and you have to take care of yourself while you're educating yourself you know and um it's not easy so the whole experience uh really transforms you uh i think one of the few uh things that was very key uh in my learning is uh, that i learned how to be more patient with myself i think i was not that patient and i thought i was but after this whole uh, you know when i look back at how, how i was versus how i am now I'm more patient with myself and also with other people. And I think that was very important for me because when you're patient, um, it, you have to be patient when you're in a diverse crowd like London, mm. uh, you know, for, for anything that you say and do. And um, yeah, it, it's just very important. And you learn it over a period of time. Yeah, so this was absolutely. One of no, that's true. Did you, did, do you have any family in London or in the UK? Um, I have, uh, yes, I do have uh, cousins in Cambridge, uh, but like 
I haven't really met them in a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair so, enough. No, I, I was just trying to understand is as to how freaked out your parents must be <laughs> to send you no, to a foreign country. <laughs> I think my parents were very, very supportive of everything that I did here. And um, that in itself was like um, amazing for me because knowing that they have my back no matter where I am yeah. is um yeah it's it's just it's it's everything you, you don't that, that's your source of energy really yeah absolutely no that that's really that's really good to hear my parents were freaked out they're still freaked out oh. <laughs> oh. that's good that's good that's good cool so yeah i mean i mean yeah you're absolutely right you know living alone gives you a different perspective especially in a place in london where you're thrown in a very diverse um, environment uh, it's really good in one way because it's diverse environment is good because you're not the only one who's alone. Let's say if you've gone to another place in the UK which is not as diverse as London is, then I guess there would have been very different challenges. But yeah, mm-hmm. taking taking care of yourself while taking care of work, while taking care of you know adjusting your mindset is 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 quite yeah. challenging. I I I understand. But yeah, well done so far. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, how did you discover the different opportunities that you wanted to go after? So, you came here, you started the MBA. Was there a specific, um, you know, kind of a career option that you started off exploring right from the word go? Or did you come with an open mind and how did you go about discovering that side of you? Uh, So... I am very passionate about uh, the XR industry, which is uh, the virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really the extended um, reality that I'm talking about. And uh, I had come across um, Oculus in yeah. the year how, 2014. How... Now, Oculus is the virtual reality gear. Exactly. How did you... And... Sorry to interrupt you there, but how did you... Um start getting an interest towards it is 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 it popular in india right now or or did you start getting exposed to this only after coming here uh unfortunately it's not popular in india but i was very surprised to see some of the developers kit um back in 20 2015 or 2016 Mm. one of them and uh, i was really impressed that they had it but um when i Put my, uh, put the headset on. I was so disappointed with the content because it was it was just really sad. Um, and then when I came here, uh, I remember I joined the app called Meetup, and uh, it was amazing that I joined it. And I'm so glad that I ever joined it because when I when I uh, got into this group which was um, something called it was called something around virtual reality and um, something of that sort it, it, it's it's just it's been a long time since I've been to that particular meetup yeah but when I when I was gonna attend that one <clears throat> I thought it would be a bunch of people talking and just discussing about their interest in this particular field uh, but when I went there I saw some amazing content being made in London. I met some amazing people from the industry and I was, my mind was just blown. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm so glad uh, that I came here because I want to do this for the rest of my life. And um, when, 
when I saw the content in 2014, uh, no, when I saw the content in 2015 or 2016, uh, I had actually like sort of forgotten about it because I was so disappointed. But after coming here, though I came with an open mind, uh, when, I, when I saw what was happening, I said, no way is I'm definitely going for this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree. This is virtual reality world is, is fascinating. Um, it, it's really good to know that, that you have such strong interest. I think... I think I think you're right. It's not it's not very popular in India right now. But uh, even I got really hooked on to this AR, VR, um, and, and XR, MR. There's so many terms now. I think Microsoft <laughs> is trying to coin its own term with the Hololens, etc. So it is really fascinating this this particular space. And I think I think it's really good if you're interested because this space is only just going to get better and better. And I can I can see massive opportunities uh, for this in India as well. I think I think something like this, when it gets onto the hands of you know normal people through smartphones or through the AR kit and AR course on their iOS and the Google, uh, mm-hmm. I think this can have like massive impact on the mass market as well. We should definitely catch up offline to to discuss this in more detail. Good to know. Oh, I've <laughs> I've been following this this for a long time now, and uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, as as you might have guessed. So this is this is actually one of my uh, favorite topics to listen to. Cool. So so you got interested uh, in in this virtual reality world. Um, I I see you you worked for a while at this company called V Evolve. Was that like a very short project? based work or is this something that you plan to continue with them or, or yeah where does that stand uh so we evolve is um this virtual reality uh, it's an online platform to create virtual reality content and they're still in their early stages so they're getting there and uh, the good thing is that this uh, platform is for the mass market so uh, that's a good thing because um, this is a sign that uh, it's this industry is just going to grow and there's, there's just um, some amazing thing, uh, things happening in the company. Um, so I, have, I had joined that and uh, we were also looking at this uh, really amazing meetup called uh, uh, um, Virtual, uh, Virtual Reality in Marketing London. Mm-hmm. It's called VR in London. Uh, so we, our focus was, uh, you know, the event and, um, and yeah, so we, we all got together and, uh, we were, we, we basically executed the event and, uh, that's how I started working with them. Uh, now the way I came across this was I attended their first edition and their second edition and I loved it so much. I said, you know what, I want to get involved. And the CEO was uh, amazing. His name is Salman. And he he gave me the opportunity to work with them, though I had never had any experience in that sort of area. Um, he he trusted me with you know uh, his company. <laughs> that's that's very interesting. I'm I'm looking at his profile right now, the CEO, and it it looked like he had a short stint at Unruly as a senior software engineer, and and that's the platform that is really popular in in the space. <laughs> Great. So. What's what's next for you now? Uh, I know I know it's like you just finished. You, in fact, you're graduating only like about nine days from now. But what's yeah. next for you now? What what's what's on your top of your mind at the moment? Um, I am looking forward to um, start from London, mm-hmm. and um, 
you know create uh, get uh, create a uh, create um create a career in the XR industry mm. um i just love that sort of space it's it's just something that would drive me to you know work for the company i would as long as it's related to technology yeah absolutely um, no i think it's a great choice yeah yes so that and the media is what yeah. i'm really interested in yeah i think i think the content marketing space in in the virtual reality world is 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 has a great future because Again. right now the content is yeah. it's pretty bad and i think i think that's because the i think the vr industry is dealing with such basic fundamental problems or even um, getting people to use it that content doesn't matter at this moment but this no, will actually, change mm-hmm. i'm so sorry i'm interrupting you here but <laughs> no go on of course um, <laughs> Uh, actually, we have some really amazing content with um, mm-hmm. companies like We Evolve coming up, and there are like so many more that are uh, gonna be like a really, uh, you know, huge part of the future. Like they would be the the driver, the drivers of the industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, it's it's just the fact that right now, not uh, the the gear isn't available to the mass market. Uh, you know, in in that sort of way. Uh, that the content is also available to the mass market so that's where it is but otherwise i think the content has come a long way like a long way really yeah 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 i think you're right i need to update myself even i i in fact when i got like the gear or the google glass kind of a cheapest version some time ago but i really need to get yes. my hands on a proper device <laughs> uh maybe like a microsoft hololens or something like that yeah hololens is great but i think if 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 you are developing it's expensive. It's, <laughs> yeah because it's the developers edition and if if you want to you know just use it for your regular day to day tasks then you're going to have to wait for some more time exactly i'm really excited to see where the world is going with getting getting it on phones first because i think that has um uh, a stronger way of getting into the mass market um maybe through the iPhones and the Google but let's see let's see where we go what is the one thing you wish i had asked you um wow i think i think we covered pretty much everything <laughs> any any parting Very thoughts hot. any any last pieces of tips and advice uh to do maybe those who you think were in a similar position as you were trying to make a call on the MBA yeah i think um there are a few things that uh, you all should keep in mind and that is um that your university if if it's not uh you know one of those um fancy ivy league uh, universities uh, make sure that it's in a good location where you have access to uh you know some amazing um you know opportunities around you i mean just don't go for the heck of it but make sure that you're this is exactly what you want to do and make sure that your your goal is very clear uh so when i came i was very i was very clear that i have one year and um i want to you know complete my mba properly and uh, this and i want to gain some experience and i want to you know experience new things to enhance my uh, you know uh, job profile so that was my goal and i stuck to it and if you have any goals 
like that, then definitely uh, be clear about it in your head. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. And uh, and yeah, and um, do everything in your power for the one year that you're here to, you know, uh, grow and learn as much as you can in, in that area. Um, yeah. Uh, also, um, uh, make sure that you're having fun while you're doing your MBA, but make sure to balance that out. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree. Don't don't go to the pub every evening like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's okay as long as you worked hard through the day. It's okay to party harder. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Ritu, this has been fantastic. Thanks a lot for your time. I'm I'm sure the listeners will find this um really important and interesting as they go around trying to make their own decisions. So, you know how how do people know more about you? How can they get in touch with you? Oh, so if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on LinkedIn. And uh, if you, I think uh, I have just connected with Avinash. So you should be able to find me through his network. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll include um, Ritu's uh, LinkedIn profile in the show notes as well. So in case you guys want it, um, yeah, you can connect with her or let me know. And I'm always happy to put you in touch um, based on the request. Cool. Uh, Ritu, thanks a lot for your time. This has been amazing. Uh, it, it's close to 7 p.m. Uh, in London over here. So I'll let you get on with your evening. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Avinash. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, I, I love yep. what you're doing. And I, I hope I had this sort of resource. No, absolutely. No, fantastic. I, I think we should definitely catch up. Uh, and then if you want to chip in, yeah, more than happy to uh, let you help me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Perfect. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Vinash. Thank you for listening to The MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to thembajam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.